welcome to Tabula Rasa, bitches. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> my name is Allie. My hormone. What are your hormones? hormones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good time with hormones. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I am Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode 13 of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We are excited to be here, and you here too. I agree, absolutely. And everybody can hear my dogs sniffing around in the background because they just finished their dinner. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 13, Surprise! So excited. As usual, do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode, but today we'll discuss this episode, spoilers and all. This episode starts with Buffy having a horrible nightmare where an empowered Drusilla, and still alive Drusilla, stakes Angel before wishing Buffy a happy birthday. Buffy and Angel have a preschool makeout the next day where Angel comforts and reassures Buffy, and they share with each other that their feelings are intensifying. At school, Willow asks Oz to go on a date with her to Buffy's surprise party at the Bronze the next night. Jenny is visited by her mysterious uncle, who warns Jenny to keep Buffy away from Angel. Drew and Spike are assembling an indestructible demon called the Judge, but Buffy manages to seal one of his arms, thus preventing his full assembly and, in the process, crashes her own party, quite literally. Jenny suggests that Angel take the arm to the other side of the world, but he and Buffy are ambushed by Spike's hench vamps, and the judge is reawakened. The judge has the power to kill with a single touch and almost kills Buffy, but she and Angel make an escape. They emerge out of the sewer and into the rain, running to Angel's apartment for shelter. Buffy, changing into dry clothes, not so surprisingly, turns into professions of love and then the usual making out, falling on the bed out of screen, and one of them waking up after. They had sex, people. They did it! If you, if you missed that, that's what happened. Angel <laughs> awakens in distress and intense pain and runs from his bed into the street, leaving Buffy behind, still asleep in her afterglow. He runs... What I assume is the afterglow, honestly, but, you know. Let's all, let's all be honest. That's... <laughs> She's feeling pretty good. That's she's, a she's best, had best sex with David Boreanaz, of course. Right, she's having the best sleep she's had in ever, probably. <laughs> so. And there's some fun uh, clothing mechanics that happen with Angel that I'm excited to process through. With I mean, you, the Buffy. mechanics are pretty. The mechanics are pretty clear, but the fact that he like took the time, I I exactly know what you're talking about. <laughs> so my first note is, oh my god, this is the episode for me my clara obsession started here like this is this is like the episode yeah i i had forgotten about the clara for whatever reason and then when that came out i was like ah, it's here, yeah, it's here. we're gonna see that clara for so Where? long ali you have a clara oh, i had a clara when i was in high school i remember that. Was, i don't yeah and anyway <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this is uh this is such a good episode i really love this one and they yeah. finally have sex in it <laughs> yes so we open with buffy is having what's clearly a nightmare she walks out of her bedroom and into the bronze definitely a dream um i love her satin pjs classic satin is also super in right now probably because it was in in the 90s and the 90s are back people so yes just Love satin. 
I love how Willow is practicing French with a monkey. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that. really funny. And then Dream stuff is so funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. That believable as far as dreams go. I could see myself practicing French with a monkey in some sort of dream. Um, there's this really cryptic Well, and that's a call that's a callback to her conversation with Oz. After he gets shot, he's wearing he's... pants or something, right? The monkey's no, yeah, wearing pants. He's yeah, he's eating animal crackers, and he says the monkey, because all monkeys are French, because he starts giving it a voice and stuff. <laughs> I mock you with my monkey pants. <laughs> all monkeys are French. We know this, so oh, that's so cute. Yeah, and then Buffy, she's looking around, and then we see her turn around, and she's you can tell by this smile that that grows on her face. That it's Angel that she sees. And I just I just love that. You can see just people's unconscious reactions to the person that they love. And speaking of satin, silk kind of things, it looks like he's wearing some sort of silky satin red shirt. And he's looking nice in that shirt. He is what dreams are made of. He is what dreams are made of. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, and then Drusilla interrupts and gives the worst birthday present ever. Yeah, horrible. And it's right as they're going to touch, too. And, yeah, she stakes him, and she's all vamped out. And she says, happy birthday, Buffy. Yeah. You're like, rude as hell. Oh, what a horrible uh, worst nightmare. Worst birthday present since Maleficent cursed Aurora. Yeah. Prick her finger. Well, uh, Aurora deserved that present. I'm not. What? Yeah. I think she was a baby. Mm-mm. No, the they were mean to her. They were mean to Maleficent. Uh, no, she was a baby. No, listen. Well, I wasn't go. I wasn't going to go. You think the kids should be sin- should should be punished for the sins of their parents? I am just in favor of kids getting punished in general. <laughs> I don't like kids. Just kidding. I like kids. Um, in my no, I feel like that first that first reaction was the honest one. I have ruined multiple parties. With my hot take that of the Disney villains, <laughs> Maleficent and Ursula. Ursula is my other soapbox. They didn't do anything wrong. I, I am on their side, honestly. Yeah, she. This you started me on this alley. Okay, That's fine. This is very interesting to me. Maleficent showed up at a party. She just wanted to be part of the party. Nobody likes being excluded. And then when she showed up. They made a scene in front of everybody and told her that she wasn't invited. I would have cursed the kid too. I would have cursed all of them. I yeah, but if someone shows up when they specifically weren't invited, that makes them the asshole. I don't care what your reasons were for not inviting them. Like you weren't invited, therefore you showing up makes you the asshole. Nope. Justice for Maleficent. We're gonna be polite if somebody should. Do you want to know how many times somebody showed up at a party that I didn't want there? I'm not gonna make a scene in front of it. And make uh, sure I would they know. if they were a powerful fairy. They're all powerful. There are other powerful fairies at that party too, and they're included. But it's just because Maleficent as has evil colors or something. That's why they decide. No, Maleficent didn't do anything wrong. So I don't, are you I'm not movable are you here. counting? Are you counting the Maleficent movies as canon? I haven't seen the Maleficent movies. I don't need okay, to good. to know that she's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is a badass bitch, and she is my favorite of the villains. I just don't think you could call her innocent. Well, 
I can, and I do. She turns into a fucking dragon. The other fairies can barely make a cake. Yeah, when her like, land is invaded by, by like, fucking mediocre ass... What's his name? What's his name? God, Prince Philip? Is that Prince his name? Prince Philip, who's my favorite prince because he sings. Which is a stupid name, too. Philip? That's a callback. That's a callback <laughs> to our gonna, favorite I dear like, guest. I was about to say, I was like, don't you have a very close friend? Named I'm Philip? waiting for Philip to text me now. Philip, Hi. Philip is gonna be Philip is gonna be on my side about Maleficent not bitch. doing anything wrong. Well, I'm sure, because I feel like she's become an icon. And you're why all just like I... slay queen. Why? Yeah. Why do I feel like Maleficent is queer? <laughs> she probably is. I hope so. I don't know. Look at those cheekbones. Bisexual queen. Not... Yeah, true. She's not. You don't think she's watching some <laughs> drag queens tutorials on YouTube to get those cut cheekbones? Yeah. 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 I don't think those aren't natural. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes in and makes a dramatic scene. Makes oh, yeah. her problem everybody else's problem. <laughs> What are you saying about me, Allie? I am saying that drama queens <laughs> act a certain way. <laughs> Whatever, Maleficent, I'm here for you. I celebrate you. Anyway, oh, man, I don't know how we ended so... up there. Oh, yikes. So Buffy is scared. She's had prophetic dreams before. She's scared this is real, so she rushes over before school, which is like, wow, I had enough trouble waking up in time to get to school Making it to my boyfriend's apartment all before school? Fuck. Couldn't have done it. And she um, has a full face of makeup outfit. on. Yeah, she looks oh, yeah. She looks real good, too. So I mean, maybe she's just like 16 and doesn't have bad skin because there are people like that and we hate them. <laughs> and they should absolutely breed so that they can pass on their good genes. Uh, but anyway, either way, she looks good. She's probably showered and brushed her teeth and stuff. And um, Angel answers the door, like, almost immediately, shirtless. I have a note uh, about this. Who are you answering the door for this early in the morning and shirtless? So I am not mad at all about him no, answering the door no, shirtless. No, no, no. But, but I, he's just, like, have... so cool to, he's just, like, ready to answer the door, doesn't know who it is. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Yeah, I have never answered the door shirtless before, and I doubt that I ever would. Um, I just period rarely answer the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you have food or a package for me? That is the only reason I am opening a door. Yeah. And most of the time, I expect you to be back in your car by the time I open the door. Right. Yeah. I watch on the Nest camera for them to leave. Right. I, know. I, you know, I just have the window, but like, yeah. So, yeah. So Buffy is wigged out because mm -hmm. the dream felt real and she's had these types of dreams before. And. We've talked about this before, but if Buffy has a hunch, I'm just going to go with the hunch all the time. Stop not believing Buffy. Although he does, again, in his angel way, which, again, I love, in very gentle, not accusatory, not talking her, you know, not like talking down to her. But he's like, well, what else happened in that dream? And she's like, well... I can't remember what she said said happened, but like I opened silly an happened. office supply store That's in Las with, Vegas with, with, Giles. with Giles. Yeah, so, so I so agree. How, so that and that is a way to like she's clearly stressed out and freaking out. So he is like bringing her down, and then he does, and she's like, "But what? But what if if Drusilla is alive?" And he's like, "Hey, if she is, who cares? We'll get her." And yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, in previous episodes, she's been straight up gaslit, but this this is just logical, and I, no. you know, yeah. I, 
Noted. Point pre It was very like us against the world, and I loved it. Um, and then while she's freaking out, he just stops her with a kiss. And normally I'm against interrupting women, but angel kisses are the exception. Hmm. As I'm, I don't feel qualified to comment one way or another, but it is a hot makeout session they have. And, Very yeah. much so. Do you remember that early, early time when you're dating, when it's just like saying goodbye just feels like an impossible feat? I feel like. This isn't answering the question. I feel like any time where I've been dating somebody and they try to do this thing, they try and like make me be quiet by make it does not go well for them. Like if I'm worried about something and so I was more talking about the like she does the okay, I have to get to school and they end up kissing again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the like, no, you should leave. You should leave. And yeah. I yeah. I think I wrote down that I think they've done a really good job of building their relationship over the it's really gotten more serious over like the Definitely. last few episodes. Um, yeah. But it like the pacing of it, it comes across so natural to the viewers. I feel like that they're like kind of naturally heading towards this and something's got to happen. Right. And something right. does happen, but it's getting yeah. to that point. No, I totally agree because I've been. And I mean, some of it is knowing where it goes, but you definitely do see like like the makeout in the uh, graveyard when she's supposed to be patrolling and stuff. Like they can they can't keep their hands off each other, and you know what couples do when they can't keep their hands off each other. But then also we've been seeing examples of their relationship deepening, mm-hmm. like emotionally as well as physically. Uh, so it's it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. So I Girl talk the next day, and I hate to say anything against Willow. Her hat here is awful. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. I think it's horrible. I think, it, well, I don't, I think it's cute in the way that like overalls are cute. Like I'm not going to tell you that that's how to like sex up for the club or anything, <laughs> but like she's adorable. And somehow it is very iconic Willow. Oh, for sure. And like, it's ve- again, it's very Willow. So it's like, if you love Willow, you'll still like, obviously Oz is just like so into like, all of it package yeah. deal he is like here for it uh but yeah that hat is a it's a still better than a bucket hat oh yeah that's true yeah why are bucket hats coming people like bucket hats now i hate them i, I think they look i don't think there's hey 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 listeners prove me wrong send me a picture of a hot man in a bucket hat where the bucket hat is making him look hotter right exactly that is a really good distinction because someone can be hot despite unattractive clothing yes but uh, tell, yeah, exactly. Send send me an example of where it enhances their look. So this girl talk, um, I like how they are. Jordan texted me when she watched this episode, and she made mm-hmm. the good point that I agree with. They're having this conversation about sex and about sexual mm-hmm. debuts, and they're having it's kind of like a veiled conversation, but really progressive yeah, for, sure. for a show of this time. It's not. Like, Buffy's like, yeah, I think we're going to do it. And Willow's like, wow. And it's, you know, it's like they're recognizing the step for the relationship and they're like having it in a way that, I don't know, I felt like it was. It is a mature, it it is an unexpectedly mature conversation about sex for that, for their age, for sure. Because it is definitely about like, I think that's where we're headed to. And Willow kind of, not in a judgy way, but just kind of asks, like, is that is that what you want? Like, is that what you're ready for? And Buffy's very thoughtful about it. And like, yeah, I think, I think I am. And like you said, Willow is really, really supportive of it. 
um, yeah, it is. It's a really lovely conversation. And then, of course, I just have a dick joke of Willow's <laughs> like, "Carpe diem, seize the day." I'm like, "Lol, Buffy wants to seize it. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to seize the fun- dick. Uh, she wants the dick. Yeah, she wants that. She wants that dirty vamp d." Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he can't soak up vitamin d but he can give it to her oh my god (laughs) um oh so a question a quote i have uh from from willow or no no so buffy turns things to ask about oz uh i think you're about to say the same quote that i've written down probably because it's adorable so cute and it's just so and it's so true actually you may have do you have Willow's quote or Buffy's quote? Buffy's quote. Okay, yeah. The fixation on insignificant detail is a definite crush sign. <laughs> that is so true. It is. It's a hundred percent true. There's just like weird things that you notice that like I don't know what it is, but it's I like it. And I remember some of the things that I was fixated on when I really liked somebody, and now I look back and I was like, what? Always you liked, been big into hair. You liked his belt. What? Interesting. Why did what? What? Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. It's just funny. Yeah, insignificant details, definite crush sign. Oh, for sure. Because you start noticing every little thing about them. Yeah. So you're just like... So Buffy's like, go talk to him. You can't keep waiting for Xander. Like, go talk to him, whatever. And and Willow does. Yay. Yay. Successful friend advice. So adorable. This whole conversation is just adorable. And Oz... I really like his like faint little mustache. I normally it's like the ew, you can't grow a stronger one and they look like creepy, but like for him it's really work. I re- I mean I love like everything he's got going on, but I especially was really digging the mustache. He's just so cool and confident and chill. He is. Oh my gosh. And him speaking of like insignificant details and like signs and things like that. Him saying that he is living groupy free is a total Hey, I'm not, I'm not di- looking at yeah. anybody. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, dating. Like, yeah. There's this. Uh, w- it is small, but Willow is relieved to hear that. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, "This uh, this whole exchange is really cute." But I wrote down this exchange. Um, I'm gonna ask you to go out with me tomorrow night, and I'm kind of nervous about it. And Willow <laughs> goes, "Oh well, if it helps at all, I'm gonna say yes." And then, <laughs> and then Oz does ask her, and she's like, "Oh, I can't." Look, I <laughs> well, I you're unpredictable. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he's and it's, it's so charming and so cute, and they, you know, she's like, "Oh, but you know, why don't you come with me?" And she, and it's her little smile. She stops. She's like, "Cause you could be like my date," and he's like, "Okay," and then. This again, adorable, like him just loving every adorable part of her because she's just kind of got the like, okay, I guess, guess I'll leave now. But she doesn't say it. She just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he like very graciously like nods, like yeah, you can go, go do your thing, and just the his face, the way he watches her leave is just, uh-huh. and she gets a dorky little grin too. She's like, yes, I said D, like, oh, yeah, you yes. did. Well, and that just like self empowerment when you ask somebody out is just like, yes, I can do anything. <laughs> I did it, and you said yes. This yeah, is ideal. Uh, it's the biggest thing. Yeah, I don't remember if you were at rehear at rehearsal the day what we called play practice in middle school. Um, the day that I asked Nick out, 
And I came back and I was just like, I, I think I literally skipped into the cafeteria. That's so funny. Yeah. I was like, I did it. Of course, then like the reality swept over me the next day when I had to like actually call him and talk to him. And that was weird. And the date never ended up happening. But when I asked him out, I was on top of the world. But you skipped into play practice. Sure did. Sure did. So Xander has <laughs> kind of a, a contentious talk with Cordelia. He's like, hey, clearly we're not stopping this thing that we're doing. So why don't we just like say fuck it and go to Buffy's party together? And Cordelia's like, why would I do that? Why? And like, yeah. And he's like, yep, yeah, that was my bad for how dare I fuck me. Uh, and everybody's beat up, bidding up on Xander this morning. Yeah, as a proponent of Xander slander, I felt bad for him here. Cordelia was not super kind. Usually yeah. she's she's uh, surprised us with her intelligence, emotional and otherwise. It's not, uh, it's not here today. She says, well, you have I nothing think... to be ashamed of. I, on the other hand, have everything to be ashamed of. Oh. Well, I think it is her being intelligent in a very self-serving way because she is smart enough to be very aware of her social standing and what will affect that social standing and time will prove her right um but she she is choosing her priorities they are not the most humane or generous or uh compassionate uh priorities but she is thinking big picture her social standing, her quality of life, and that goes down the drain if she openly dates Xander Harris. I just pulled up the episode listing for season two. There's an epic moment where Cordelia stands up for Xander in a really beautiful oh, way, and I, I forget. The, oh, I know when moment. it is. Isn't I it know when it is. It's Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. Um, no, that sounds right. That makes sense. That tracks. So Xander walks away. He runs into Giles, and Buffy joins Giles and Xander and Cordelia, or Miss Calendar is there too. Um, here's where the Xander Slander will start. Xander says, Buffy, I feel a pre birthday spanking coming on. Gross. A joke. It's a joke. Not, not not when he he wants to actually spank her. No, then you've made it weird. No, he's a. F- I don't know. I I think that is well within the purview of friendly joking. Mm-hmm. We yeah. and he says it with a joking air. We know that Xander says shit like that, and then Jenny just immediately goes like like shuts him down, and he's like, okay, all right, heard. Yeah, because it was a gross joke. <laughs> harsh. You're harsh. You're so harsh. Um, He does make a good point about during this dialogue where the others are so wordy. And yes. at one point he walks away. He's like, I'm out. Or what does he say? He's like, gone. Like he says yeah. something. And he's like, notice how concise I was there. <laughs> it's true. So sure. Buffy shares about the dream. Yeah, and in the next scene, we see, so we finally see Spike. Oh, my God, they're alive. They're alive. Twist of the year. We couldn't have seen that was coming. Super surprised. So Spike has been injured. He's using a wheelchair. Part of his face is burned. 
Um, but Drusilla is excited because she's going to have a party and the place is yep. all decorated and Spike is kind of over Sunnydale. He wants to leave, yep. but Drusilla is excited. His, I, I wrote down one of his quotes. Um, I've had it with this place. Nothing ever comes off like it's supposed to. No shit, dude. Yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, you're not wrong. Your yeah. parties get crashed every single time. Yeah, I would want to peace out too, but it's a good but thing he Drew listens wants to, to stay, here. And I understand why he listens to her because she looks amazing. Oh Again, yeah, all that red velvet and like the top is velvet, but I think the skirt is satin or some wears some satin later. Oh my god, she looks for and her hair is all like curly and voluminous and she's just like glowing now that she like has her strength back and she's making like jokes and stuff so it's just like oh i love this scene and i love it starts with this have we i don't know if we've seen her back in power i don't think we have we have saw we? her carry him out yeah but we haven't thing. like we haven't had like a full-on scene but it's it's at this point where her character has a pretty big change where you just get to see Juliet Landau, is that how you pronounce her last name? Mm-hmm, I think so. Just crush it. Like yes. the she we knew that she was crazy before, but now the the character, now that she's she has a like she has the moment where she goes, she goes, These flowers are all wrong. I can't abide and you just see this new like energy behind mm-hmm. her that's so satisfying. Yeah, she's had like you said more more energy, still crazy, and still having these like really quick uh, flips of emotions, mm-hmm. you know, turning on a dime, uh, which is the fun of watching a character like her, and it's also I imagine the fun of playing her. Uh, just yeah, just a great great scene, and I do I did also love that moment uh, after she has to freak out about the the flowers, and Spike very calmly always taking care of his woman. You know, maybe we want to try something different with the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yep. He's always on top of it. Always doesn't question what is wrong. He just knows that they're wrong. And he's like, all right, then I expect you all to fix it. Love it. Man, healthy relationship between two villains, murderous vampires. Yeah, good yep. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Lis- listeners, if you are people who stand Harley and Joker in 2022, Please shift your focus to Spike and Drusilla. Uh, that is unhealthy. Uh, if you're if you want to stand somebody or some couple, it should be Harley and Ivy. Enough said. Hmm. Good stuff. Yep. If you're so, not watching the Harley Quinn cartoon, um, what are you doing? Ouch. Okay, I know what I'm gonna do tonight. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, and it's super queer, and it's. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah, I said Harley and Ivy, two women. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like if it was like all okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool. You'll, cool. You'll, it's fun, and there's like lots of cussing and stuff. It's great. I like um, it. So we have Buffy the next morning, uh, with mom, and she's asking, "Hey, you're gonna uh, remember uh, birthday shopping trip to the mall?" And Buffy says, "Space on a mom-sponsored shopping opportunity? Not likely." <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Uh, we would Julie would take me for a back to school shopping at Target, and it was the best. Sometimes my parents never took me back to school shopping. You don't hmm. like shopping. I really have to think about this. What that you don't like shopping? Sometimes I really like shop. We were just talking about how we both do not make enough money for people who like to buy things as much True. as we do. 
Sometimes I do really like shopping, but sometimes I hate shopping. Do you like shopping. clothes shopping? Uh, not my Is it favorite. that you enjoy taking, you enjoy shopping for other things? Like, my mom took me back to school clothes shopping. Yeah. Well, yeah, I also not... liked, I also like shopping for new school supplies. Oh, I like school supply shopping too. Well, okay, that's true because I do like sometimes I will walk into Target not knowing what I want or what I need. Well, I know I don't matter. need anything, <laughs> but I just want to spend money and buy things. And I yeah. guess that's just the adrenaline rush I'm looking for. But yeah, not really clothes. You're right. Right. Yeah. I like shopping given, for sweaters. Yeah. Given given Ken and Susie the the benefit of the doubt there that they were just like, well, you won't like it anyway. Yeah, I'm not so putting why up would we take you? Your attitude. Your shot. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I always so, had clothes too. Um, so. So, oh, okay. So now, well, Buffy is freaked because a moment from her her dream came true with her mom dropping the plate. Uh, and then we're at school the next day. Oh, I have a question for you before okay. we yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah. So so the reason, so right before she drops the plate, Buffy is asked if she can drive. And yes. Joyce says, do you really think you're ready? And then she drops mm-hmm. the plate and it's exactly in the dream. Um, this was a note from my experience growing up my parents wanted me driving the day yes i had the chance to 100 percent. they were um, thrilled to not have to drive me to rehearsal anymore yeah, i was always surprised with friends of ours who they themselves and their parents also were in no rush to get their license and maybe it's because you and i were just like we always had things to get to but I also had friends who who also had had shit to do, and just it was not not top of the priority. And I was like, I could not wait to get my license. My parents couldn't wait for me to get my license because yeah, we were busy. We were always going to a rehearsal, or it was Girl Scouts, or it was a concert, or it was school. Like it was just like so much easier once I did not have to rely on them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think I got my license the day I was legally eligible to do so (laughs) i test i pretty much tested as soon as and like literally the day i got my license i drove to rehearsal yeah yeah (laughs) like i think we drove back to the house because you know you can't drive yourself to your test but like yeah we i dropped my dad back at the house and then i drove to rehearsal wild yeah yeah well so i i get i i definitely get her but also like I guess small town and Buffy doesn't have extracurriculars. That's true. And well, Buffy had... wants to drive. It's her mom right, that doesn't want. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, but I can see where Joyce is like, you have not been the most responsible in the past. And yeah, yeah that's true. Wherever you need to go, you, you can usually get a ride. Not that, not that Xander or Willow drive currently, but there's Cordelia. There's Cordelia. So um, back at school, we are in Jenny Callender's classroom. There's a cryptic man in the back of the classroom. He uses a word to describe himself and Jenny and their Uh, people that we are not going to use because it's a slur and a very dirty word. Yep. We will instead refer to this group of people as Romani people um, or Jenny's people, uh, Jenny's heritage, Jenny's lineage. Uh, in deference to those people so he's like they're having a really cryptic kind of conversation but it's clear that jenny has let this guy down 
Um, And she's um, assuring him and she says, Angel still suffers. Yes. So um, he brings up that there's a, oh, well, he brings up that like some, the the wise man or the elder woman uh, says that he isn't suffering as much. He's not in pain as she's And she's like, well, there is a girl. And he's like, what? How could you let this happen? And I don't know. I'm just kind of like, dude, that was so long ago. And I Can think we like all just get over it. Yeah, this was and we find out more. And I think the plot line kind of gets some holes in it, too, that we can talk about when we get okay. there. Like I um, but but yeah, I mean, because I mean, we talking... do already we, if if for those who have good memories, we do know why he was cursed. We do know why. I mean, we already know before this episode that he killed the the favorite daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the first we're hearing that he also killed a whole shit ton of people surrounding her. But we knew that he killed killed a Romani princess, and that is why he was cursed. And it we was, don't know the particulars of his curse. And it was hundreds of years ago, right? But also definitely hundreds of years ago. So like neither this uncle nor Jenny were around. They did not know this princess. Like, come on, people. Yeah, yeah. This this character is a villain in a lot of ways to me. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and Jenny's low key been a mole this entire time, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, that's news for sure. Now we know why she came to Sunnydale. Um, but she, but she does, she does try to advocate for him. She's like, he's saved my life, and he he's trying to atone, and he feels he still feels bad. And the guy makes clear that Jenny needs to keep Angel and Buffy separated. And she does follow through on that, which I don't love. But the way that she does it, like... It's justified. Like, she's not wrong with what she suggests. And, like, like what the guy is saying, I picked up from, from what the guy was saying, like, kill Buffy if you have to. You keep them separate. You do whatever. You keep them... That was very clear to me that he was stressing huh. they must not be together at all and um i did jenny, not quite get that jenny carries it out in a way that's just like yeah actually it makes sense to have him take the arm far away i don't know if he needs to go on boats or shit but he like take like it does i don't know i think yeah. jenny carried out her well, mission Angel gives us a reason for the boats over like an airplane um, i have questions about it but yes he does <laughs> yeah so so we're back in the library and Buffy is still she's worried about the dream because some something happened and because of what happened with her mom in the morning. Uh Giles is like, Well, you we will look we will continue to look into things. We will keep on guard, but still like, you know, don't don't freak too much because we'll we'll figure it out. We'll keep an eye. Uh and Xander and Willow bound in and like, yay, Buffy, happy birthday. And she's like sad. And they're like, oh, okay. And so she leaves. And I love that Giles is still supporting the party. Oh, yeah. Because Willow and Xander are like, well, I guess we should call off the party if she's like upset and all this stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. She's like, fuck no. We're having a party. She needs this party. She only turned 17 once. And, you know, we can keep an eye on everything and celebrate her, which is totally true. It's not like, She's going to be in more or less danger because they're because the five of them are having a right. party. Like it's it was really interesting to me that Giles and Drusilla were both very set on having a party. <laughs> Two very different kinds of parties, but different still. kinds of parties. Uh, I mean, music, decorations, 
celebrating a birth of sorts. Celebration. I mean, they they there's there's some similarities. The I I thought this moment was kind of sad where um Giles is saying, you know, they're going to go do research and Buffy's like, "Well, what do I do?" and Giles is like, "Go to class, have supper, whatever." And Buffy says, "Oh right, be that Buffy." It's just a a uh, realization for me that she's um handling a lot mm-hmm. or just a reminder that she's handling a lot here man and now yeah, yeah. she's just gonna go to class and oh poor sweet 17 year old girl yeah and that must be such a a wild dichotomy to hold within yourself um that like the fact that she even shows up to school every day is kind of mind-blowing I mean, as we saw a different perspective from Kendra, she was like, you're still doing all of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which is also also so, raised so, so many questions. And maybe I, I like to tell myself it's answered somewhere in the comic books, but just the, like, how did she know to be training for so long? And Buffy didn't. But anyway. Um, so Buffy. Ah, so, yeah. So Buffy's told to come to meet up with uh, Giles later that night. Uh, but when she arrives, she runs into Jenny. And because of the former scene, we're like, uh, do we trust Jenny right now? She says that, like, Giles needs to go get a book. I'll drive you. So they arrive at the bronze and they see someone stealing something. They think it's, you know, obviously it's some kind of goons. And she's like, oh, don't, don't, don't get out. Don't go. And Buffy says, Sorry, sacred duty, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I enjoyed that. And I like that we, so as the viewers watching this, we are wondering, like Jenny really doesn't want her to get out and she seems kind of annoyed. And us, the viewers are like, is there something sketchy happening here? Or is this, we find out it's just because Jenny is being a good friend and wants to get Buffy to the surprise party. But it is, um, it is neat how they kept us wondering, like having this question. Some and she's some good writing for sure. She so Buffy sees them stealing the arm, a box. Um, yeah, odd coincidence to me that it's at the bronze, it just happens to be right at the same spot where her party is, but that's fine. <laughs> she has this funny moment with this guy. Um, I thought his name was Lucius, yes, but uh, uh the internet says his name is Dalton. Why did um... Lucius? sound right to both of us um because spike talks to him by name i thought he said lucius he's been before, part of right? their he's been part of their crew because he's the like smart one yeah he's the like he's nerdy the one who did one. the translation okay right. so we are confident that we are right and the internet is wrong uh i am confident that there is someone in spike's gang named lucius Yes, I the agree with you. The fact that the internet has brought up a different name for this guy that is also super nerdy, I'm now I'm thinking maybe I assumed he was referring to that vampire, but maybe he was referring to a different vampire. Interesting. Well, yeah, somebody again, correct us. Again, if you us. had asked me what was that guy's name, I would have told you Lucius. Okay. Okay. All right. Same wavelength here, yeah. Allie. No, Good for us. We're, we're watching the same show. <laughs> she says to him, every time I see you, you're stealing something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i enjoyed that quip as well she's so irritated um so i really like this fight scene that she has here i think it's choreographed really well like at one point she gets there's this thing where she gets like picked up by her head into the 
truck van thing and there there's three of them and there's i don't know she's she's kicking ass she's getting her ass kicked a little bit and then at one point we see inside the surprise party they're waiting for buffy and you can mm -hmm. hear kind of the crashing happen out and as she's fighting with them she tumbles in through a window into the surprise party mm -hmm. and then kills them and then cordelia says intro theme alert Surprise! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cordy's jump up surprise and then the rest of the gang turning turning in, in incredulousness. Like, are you kidding, Cordy? I, like, really <laughs> loved that. Oh, it's really good. I also really loved Oz being cool. With, like, <laughs> oh, my God, because Willow, understandably, is like, are, are you okay? He's like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, and actually, him being cool about it with what comes up in a few episodes uh, makes sense that he is ready to believe in monsters. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. You're right. I'm excited yeah. for that episode. Well, this would have been such a cute party. Looks like Buffy was speaking of people who like things. That uh, gift pile table was loaded yeah there were lots of <laughs> gifts the cake too that they had mm -hmm. that was a big ass cake it looked delicious i had never really paid attention to it before but it's i know that really nice like giant or safeway uh sheet cake oh those sheet cakes are so good aren't they like i know they're basic and i know that just they're just like grocery store cakes but like they're good they get the job done I watched a TikTok recently it was somebody they were in the grocery store they were like hey did you all know that you could just go buy to the store and buy a cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have I've, to be anybody's birthday. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen that too, and I've definitely had that moment several times because every so often new stuff shows up on GoPuff, which, if you're not familiar with GoPuff, it's basically like delivery CVS. So it's like drugstore stuff at drugstore prices, unfortunately, because it's whatever. Anyway, but they have like frozen they have like ice cream and stuff that you order like we we order quite an amount of uh ben and jerry's i'm very familiar oh, yeah. uh but they also had an oreo ice cream cake <gasps> and i was just like so you're telling me that as an adult with money of my own i could just order an oreo ice cream cake and there's something even more magic about that because you are sitting at home you press a button on your phone and then right? it arrives at your door yeah, and it is wild, what? the selection of things on GoPuff. Like, GoPuff has Plan B. Like, PSA. Oh, Love that. GoPuff has Plan B. You can now get it delivered to your door. So when you're hungover the next day and you realize you had some unprotected sex, you can just have it delivered to you. You don't have to get the stink eye from the clerk at your local drugstore. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Um, But also, fuck that clerk that gives you stink eye. I mean, yes, fuck that clerk, but also... If you don't have to deal with that, that's lovely. Like, I would yes. love to live in a world that, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, good for you. Here's the plan B. But, like, we don't. So. Here it is for free. Right. Well. That's how it should be. Yeah. Don't even get me started on pink tax. It sucks so to be a woman or anyone with a uterus. Anyway. So, they find well, the arm. Register to vote, friends. Yes. Vote out the politicians. So Buffy uh, gets an unexpected birthday present. She opens the box, and there is an arm in it that immediately tries to choke her. Luckily, and again, unsurprisingly, uh, it is not successful. The show does not end here. Um, <laughs> 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 and it choked her to death. Everybody watched, and show's over. Good night, everybody. 
on her birthday too. Yikes! On her birthday, but yes, I have a, I have a note about that. So they they decide they're like clearly this needs to be dealt with. Jenny understand it well, and it's really interesting to watch. Angel is shook. Yeah, he's spooked. Yeah, for sure. So we like we as the audience get to experience the gravity of this situation by how scared he is and how mm-hmm. scared i mean mm-hmm. giles is understandably scared too but we've seen him scared many times before uh so eventually it comes up that like this needs to be dealt with as soon as possible angels talks and talking about like yes we need to get this somewhere jenny is like angel you should take that away get you know go away and buffy has kind of I get. I guess I could have a similar reaction, but she says, "But it's my birthday." And yeah. I'm like, "Hun, the world, the judge oh, put." And I found that really sad, world. and well, it was I sad, found that, but, but also disproportionate. I I felt. I don't know. I guess it's one of those like we can hold more than one thought in our head, but yeah, maybe for one moment she thought she'd have a normal, normal birthday. Yeah, I feel resentful too. Yeah, yeah, that's so not fair. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, I we just may have to agree to disagree here too, Allie. When, um, when Jenny's like, when Jenny's like, or wait, well, Buffy's like, oh, I could take it. It's fine. And Jenny says, yeah, you're just gonna skip town for a couple months. And Buffy goes months. Uh, I was similarly. I don't think that. I I think that you can find a way to get it to the other side of the world. I, without, I don't think they without being exposed to the sun. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. I've taken red eye flights before. I've taken them. I've never seen the sun. Yeah, but when... usually, usually red eyes take off in the middle of the night, but they arrive after sunup, or no, where I mean, you're, you're getting to. And if he's talking about he needs to get it to a, the other side of the world, then yeah, we're you talking. Fly... We're talking. Yeah, depending on how you fly, you're flying like back. Like you fly at yeah, like nine it's... o'clock, and then you arrive at like two a.m. Even though you've been in the air forever, but yeah, but you're still talking like a ten-hour flight. Yeah, where you never see the sun. Maybe hard to hard. Well, and also then he would have to like check the box so he wouldn't be able to like have it with him the whole time. Kendra stood in the cargo hold, just screaming. <laughs> I guess that's true. We're talking about stowing away on a boat or stowing away on a plane. I don't know. Boats are bigger than planes. Most of them. Some of them. Yeah. I don't no, know. I think it you're just, right. It's... I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, you're right that they're bigger than planes, but I'm right that this is foolish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I Well, I don't. I don't know very well where he was planning on getting things. It sounded like he was trying to get to Nepal, uh, trying to get somewhere remote. But yeah, maybe this is my my angel bias. But well, I would think you're angel bias. The most, if he says the best way to get there is stowing away on a cargo ship, then I believe him. Well, justice for Buffy here. <laughs> well, it kind of doesn't matter though because they don't. Because they don't. He doesn't go. get to go to Nepal. Yeah. So before, but before they, well, before they're about to get on the ship. Uh, they have this very, very tender moment. They're both really upset. She's so she's starting to doubt their relationship. If like, you know, will he make it back? Will they make it as a couple? 
And that's when he gives her the clatter, which is just like very sweet. Yeah. And even even this moment, he doesn't say love. It's he's like, about to. He's, ab- he's He's about to when they get interrupted. But before they get to that, she does this because he's telling her about the ring. You wear it like this and he shows her his ring and she does this ring kiss that I really want to see as sweet and romantic but it's just a little awkward yeah I didn't yeah I want to like it but I'm just like it's just put on the ring put on your ring and you should you two should kiss I don't know (laughs) yeah I can't I I can buy into the cheese so far and and we have crossed that line a little bit a little bit, but oh, uh, yeah, that whole. If you moment, think about and... rings, are pro- rings might be kind of gross. I don't know, especially. I don't know. Yeah. They're fighting all the time, and I don't know. Yeah. I know you can wash your hands and stuff, but he's not washing his hands in between each thing. You yeah. know, he isn't. Yeah, but he probably. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know about. I don't know how often a vampire washes their hands because I don't know if they have to go to the bathroom because they don't really eat. We are going to go down into such a rabbit hole nope. very quickly. Nope, nope, nope. But yes, yay, Clada. I'm obsessed with them. I, yeah. wear, I wear mine every single day. Do you still day. have yours right now? Do you have yep. it on right now? Yeah, you sure do. Look at that. Sure do. Um, when did you get your Clada? Well, the first one I got summer after fifth grade. Uh, I had that one for about a year and a half, two years, and I lost it. Oh, no. So I went back to the same shop that I got it at, which was an Irish import store in Connecticut. Uh, and I got a new one. Lovely. And so this but so this one I have had since at least 2007. Wow. Been I part of it. Dedicated. Been part of your life for a long time. Quite some time, yeah. So, uh, okay, so they get interrupted by vampires. Um which is really bad timing for the vamps because Buffy is pissed. I don't know if you notice the force she's putting into like those kicks and punches after they're interrupted, but she is just not having it. So she yep. wails on these vamps. It's oh awesome. Um, she gets eventually she gets thrown off the dock, <laughs> yeah. and Angel feels the need to dive in after her letting the arm go in the process which right he was, like dude he was she ready can, to go she can swim i think that she's gonna be fine yeah i think, I think she's think, gonna be fine and and we just made a whole big deal about getting this arm to the other side of the world right that. and you dive in after her i just thought there was there was no conceivable like even if the water is unseasonably cold and she might like i don't know uh you know, have hypothermia or something like that. Like, I still trust her to at least be able to get out of the water. Then you can deal with warming her up, hot shower, blankets, whatever. But like, and she's, it's not like she's in something heavy that's going to pull her down and she won't be able to come back to the surface. Like, no, she's in her little thin little outfit. She's fine. I guarantee Buffy can swim. Yeah. It makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. This is a move by Angel that I thought that I was going to have to make no, the case to you dumb. about why this was ridiculous. Okay. Well, well, we my 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 pick is more about the writing of like that was a dumb 
Got writing it. choice. Yeah, yeah. Angel's yeah. still infallible, but like <laughs> writers are not. Writers, why did you make Angel? Why do that? did you have him do that? Or like director, why did you do that? Yeah. That was a silly choice. Okay, fair enough. Okay. All right. So maybe I frame <laughs> things to you as a stupid writing move rather than a stupid <laughs> thing for Angel. <laughs> that, that's at least how I'm gonna frame it to myself. Noted. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so they're back in the library. Giraffe um, pants. Oh yeah, Buffy's wearing these are, these are the giraffe pants. She wore them like pants. once once before. And if you really look closely, they're not like quite giraffe print, but they always come off as giraffe print to me. Um, Xander's making a very strange and weird fantasy for why it would never work out between them. Anyways, uh this plan includes her crying at some point, which is also strange to me. Um but Buffy uh, comes back, giraffe pants and all. And um, just the more we hear about the judge from the research that Giles has done, yep, um, he does not sound good. Nope. Um, but Xander makes a funny point. Because uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. saying that it, it drains the humanity out of people, therefore, <laughs> therefore killing him because he wants to <laughs> cleanse the world of humanity. And Xander says, what's the problem? We'll send Cordy to fight this guy and we go for pizza. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I thought I thought that was pretty good too, especially it's a pretty good jab considering how his morning was. So oh, yeah. he's just like clearly in a bitter spot and I was <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, Cordy kinda deserved that one. Yeah. This is a sad note that I picked up on about Xander. Um so they're doing round robin to call everybody's parents to say, mm-hmm. Oh, like I'm staying there, I'm staying there, I'm staying there. And this has been kind of a through line that Xander's parents like aren't great. Great. So he calls his mom to say um to like do the round robin thing and and his mom doesn't realize it's him in the phone. He's like he's like, "Hi mom." He says, "It's Xander." And I don't I I think I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah, there's like he he like smirks in a way that I took to mean that yeah, his parents I don't think about him. Woof. Yeah, that definitely that that checks out and that's yeah, that is really sad. I think I was too busy enjoying the Willow moment where cuz Giles is like what's around Robin? And they're like, "Oh yeah, you called around to everybody's parents and you say I'm at so and so's house to so freeze you up for, you know, um for slayage." And Willow goes, "And all night keggers." What? Only Xander gets to make dumb jokes? True. He's made a lot of dumb jokes too. Of course, of course. That's right. You so, get you get to make dumb jokes too, Willow. But it's especially adorable coming from her because, like, really, Willow, you've had to free yourself up for for all night keggers. Little Miss Innocent here. Mm-hmm. I have a tr- I do have a little trouble believing that. So, um, they have commenced research. Buffy is has fallen asleep and Angel says to everybody, yeah, she hasn't been sleeping and well, tossing and turning. And everybody's like, excuse me? Yeah. Angel's like, because of the dream, she, she told, told me. me. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I thought that was so funny. Laying the groundwork for sexy time later yeah, on. Yeah, like no one's, no one's surprised. And I mean, he's, he regularly sneaks into, see, so if I were Buffy, I would have been having sleepovers already. I don't know if we would have been doing stuff, but like, Snuggle. We would have been I love a cuddle. Yeah, I love a cuddle. Yeah, you can make out and cuddle and then and then just do that. And that's great. We would all cuddle together. We wouldn't make out together. That's true. 
We would have cuddle parties all the time. They were nice. Yes, we are both very uh, personal Love a cuddle. We are very touchy people. I enjoy personal contact. So Buffy's having another prophetic dream. She's wearing a gorgeous nightgown here. And I wrote, see, what did I say about satin? Buffy's gorgeous dress. And, okay, correct me if I'm crazy. I think Drew is wearing a matching dress. Ooh, is it matching? She is wearing a gorgeous satin dress, too, and it's red, of course. Well, after, after, but in the dream, because she kills, she goes up behind Angel and, like, kills him again. And I think they're both, because I think the idea is that, like, because Buffy wakes up in their hideout, lair, whatever. So I think the idea is, like, no, this isn't your party. She's she's now at Drew's party. So she's wearing Drew's outfit. (gasps) Allie, that is some. Shit. That was some good costume is, design. Yeah, that is some. That is some three hundred one level. I'm still at. <laughs> I'm still at one hundred two. Okay, I'm still. At, oh come on, you're at least at two hundred one. Give yourself a little bit of credit. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're still not where I am, but you are. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not gonna fully dis- disagree with you. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm gonna have to. That'll be oh, that'll be a social media post. We'll compare the two. Great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't get a full body shot, but you can see, like, on her shoulder that it's a yeah, light we'll blue, see enough. light blue satin. But then we see we come back to reality, and we do see Drew in a red satin dress, and oh, she looks amazing. Yeah, it's stunning. And the song "Transylvanian Concubine" by Ras- Rasputina is playing. Excellent. There's another one. Thanks for helping me line up my tweets. I really appreciate it. Welcome. It is a great song. It was one of the ones featured on Buffy the Album. So they put the judge back together and he comes alive. The boxes that they so conveniently specially crafted to all fit together. Why? Yeah, kind of an odd birthing sequence for him. Um, it is also odd to me that they chose the same actor as Luke. It's not the same actor as Luke. Now it is. this, no, it's not. I looked it up. Thousand percent, it is. Thousand percent. Nah. Yes. Brian Thompson. You. I'm gonna look it, it up is... here on air. Who played Luke in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Shit! Damn it! Just enough time later, because he also comes back for a third time. No, he doesn't. I know who you're thinking of, but okay, that that is another double. That is actor another one thing. who comes in twice. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he comes. Okay, because he comes because he comes in, comes in that episode in the third season, and then he comes back in the seventh si- seventh season, sixth season. I yes, I think sixth. Because he comes. That sixth, is like a reasonable amount of time to me as the that, de- as the dealer, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But that's like that's like three seasons later. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So I did notice that. Um. Yeah. So that trivia, wild. That is so well, funny. I is, have that... I have caught my every single time I rewatch, I make that same. Well, because his mix up, his voice is so recognizable, Brian Thompson's. Yeah. So like, yeah, I had that thought too, and then I tried to look it up. Yeah. So thank you for correcting me. Um. But. I guess they figured they could get away with it because he's like all blue and stuff. But just like why? Why did did they really liked working with that guy? Yeah, no, they must have. I mean, Whedon is famous for being one of those 
those creators who work with like the same group of people. Even yeah. in even in smaller roles, you'll see other people from other shows pop up. Interesting. It's just like a very recognizable bad guy. It is a central bad guy in these yeah. episodes. Oh, for sure, for sure. And yeah, I guess they thought because he was blue. I don't know. But, you know, he does a good job. Or maybe so. it was still small enough that, I don't know, maybe they thought that they still... Yeah, because by the time they're just recording, it hasn't really taken off yet. Maybe. I think I, I saw know, somewhere, I think Buffy Gaze may have mentioned this, that it took, like, the season took off in, like, either this episode or the next episode. That's, mm -hmm. like, when it got really popular, too. So maybe it I was, like, kind of small. And they I could see that. Yeah. So I wrote down one of the judges' quotes. Um, he looks at who we think is Lucius, but also maybe other nerdy name. Uh, he says, this one is full of feeling. He reads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's your criteria, huh? Uh, I, I had, You're going to kill didn't... a shit ton of people. I remember when, or maybe not. Uh, I don't know. People should read more. Yes, but more people can at least read and write than the last time the judge was walking around. Oh, tr very true. Oh, yeah. It was a minority of people before then. Yeah, he's just going to kill everybody. <laughs> oh, so that that's funny. funny. And he also kind of calls out Drusilla and Spike. He's like, you share affection and jealousy. And Spike goes, yeah, what of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, also you have us to thank for you being here, so maybe we get a pass. Right. Yeah, it's interesting that the judge isn't like, oh, thanks for doing this. You all are going to die too. Well, I mean, his whole thing is being a judge, being objective. He doesn't, doesn't. I feel like, well, clearly he gives them some, some deference because uh, he sticks around with them and doesn't kill them. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So Buffy is pretty sure that she knows where they are because of her dreams. So yep. she and Angel are going to go there and do recon. They get there and they see the judge is awake and they're like, fuck, he's alive. <laughs> Shit. And then there's that heart sinking moment where the judge senses them. So he yep. looks up at them and Angel's like, we got to get out of here. They don't make it out. They get snatched by the goons. But Angel is able to... Uh, free himself from the goons long enough to make a uh, the TVs crash, which I bet were really expensive at that time. Uh, and uh, I, I'd, this escape sequence is odd to me. Okay, yeah. so there's a TV. And it apparently crashes TV. strongly enough that some of the floor breaks open and they're able it to escape. It gets through concrete. Yeah, that's maybe it was already, an, maybe there was already a grate in the floor. So just like smash the grate, maybe, maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Because we there because okay. we do okay. know this there is, is this extensive. This is helping me. We know that there is this extensive uh, tunnel network under Sunnydale. Uh, so they escape down. And they do a very smart thing. They quickly duck into a room so that everybody passes right by them. They get back up and then they are caught in the rain in the middle of a cemetery. This caught in the rain situation has factored heavily in many of my daydreams, and now I know where it comes from. Oh, that's so funny. The, the like, oh, the caught no. in the rain, sexy Oh, no, here, come, come back to my place so you can get into something dry. Yeah. 
didn't they do that in that other movie too? Shit, part of it was filmed in Charleston. It has Ryan Gosling. It has happened in lots. Oh, there's a huge rain scene in The Notebook. Yeah, The Notebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. You wrote me? Yes. I wrote you every day for 365 days. I wrote you every day for a year, whatever he says. You wrote me? (laughs) (laughs) Great movie, but also fun to make fun of. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. high dra- it's high drama. So if you are not in the mood for it, it all comes off very silly. But the 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 like caught in the rain wrote mm-hmm. is romantic. I mean, Taylor Swift is... mentions kissing in the rain in two separate songs. Yeah, she gets it, it. I think it sounds better to me in theory than it probably is in practice. But you know, that's how fantasies can work. Well, also, it depends it depends on time of year, like a summer rain. Oh, true. Those are refreshing. Right? Sometimes it's fun. To, sometimes it's nice to get caught in the rain. Yeah, you're right. I know. So, well, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> there's a few, there's a few Stay things. Stay sitting down. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few things that I'm very confident on. Uh, the fact that kissing in the rain is hella romantic and amazing is one of them. So they get back to... Uh, angel's place he's like oh you're shivering like get under the colors get under the covers and he says just to warm up yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to warm up okay feels like that would have been in one of those pamphlets in high school that we used to make fun of where it was like all the lines that they may try to trick you with we can just we can take off our clothes and just lay next to each other yeah, like, there was this pamphlet in the front yeah. office that Anna and I used to laugh over so much. Yeah, the the like pro abstinence ones. Yeah, where it's like, so it's let's like, not have sex. Let's right. Yeah, or like if you really loved me, you'd have sex with me. And it was just like all these like quote unquote lines that people will try to get you with. I was like, yeah, get under the covers just to warm up. Angel, we know what's on your mind. Come we on, we all know where this is going. Also, then so... they sit on the bed and they're both getting the bed wet. Sorry. Um, he has a made bed, though, which is an attractive quality in a man. And those look like really luxurious sheets. So Buffy goes to change into the clothes that Angel has given her. She has a cut on her, and he says, let me just look at it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's got to slide down her little spaghetti strap to look at uh-huh. You're like, okay. once, once I'm there, you know, it's, it's hard hard not to. And then sex Well, also before that, uh, it's love again. As we were talking about the the buildup of their relationship, it's really lovely. It sort of becomes apparent in this moment and the, the moment before they he was supposed to get on the boat. Uh, this is his first time actually directly saying "I love you." They'd both said it indirectly or to other people. There's that scene in uh, Buffy's dining room where he's like, "Do you love me?" And after he tells her, like, all the awful things he did and stuff like that, and she's like, I do, but I don't know if I trust you. Um, So, like, they've said, they've talked around it, but it's really wonderful seeing the way that he treats it. It's that it's it's really big. It's not a throwaway, I love you. Mm. It's like, I mean every syllable and every meaning of this sentence. And it was just really beautiful. Yeah. This is really beautiful. Beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. And, and then... Yeah. Well, viewers, uh, it should be apparent that things uh, don't go so great after this. Um, but we won't spoil it for you. This... So the... The... Uh, 
the cheese out in the rain and the the screaming in pain and as the rain is falling down on him outside like okay guys we're we're leaning all the way into this moment here i'm okay. sorry have you ever had your soul stripped from your body do you know how it feels listen Allie, i could tell you <laughs> i should have known <laughs> yes i hear the way you talk about people <laughs> yes yeah. my soul is far gone Allie <laughs> left <laughs> left the room many many years ago many moons ago and it's not and it it wasn't it wasn't a a cry out to the universe painful experience it was a very much drawn in on myself yep this so you're saying just, you you handled it like a man I guess as opposed to I handled it like a man I don't know what that means I I Meaning it jokingly, like, yeah, you t- took it like a man. I took it like a man. I, yeah. he, no, there was something more defeated about it, I think. So you took Just... it like a little bitch, but quietly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> quiet. You took it like a quiet little bitch. <laughs> Just let it fester. Let it let it ooze into sarcasm. <laughs> Wonderful. Into thin mint habit. <laughs> That's what happens. Your soul left the, left your body, and a thin mint habit came right in. It's just taken place by thin mint. I don't know. Thin mints make me happy. So yo, I can put away a sleeve of those uh, quite quickly. Sleeve of those bad boys. I mean, you can't. I know the the saying is for Pringles. You can't just have one, but thin mints hard to hard to just just have one. We've devolved. What are your final thoughts on this great episode? It is great. It's epic. It's so filled with great fights, great outfits, great music, great lines. It's just where maybe I maybe that is why this is what where it picked up steam with the audience because it is the show is hitting its stride. I mean, there wasn't. I mean, other than Angel going into the water after Buffy, there is not a weak point in this episode it's just it's going 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 from the start and this is where like i think we're through a lot of the kind of one-off episodes Mm -hmm. in the season yeah i think there might be i don't know there there might be like one or two more but even even in this one or two there's still the thread of this like this is a turning point for this season for sure and yeah this episode has the yeah like you said it has the fights it has the quips it has the Sexy moments. Well, it's, and it's setting it's just up a winner. big stuff. So not only are you hit with big stuff in the episode, it's like, oh, don't you know? Hold on to to your knickers, folks, because more stuff is coming. Mm. So it only sets you up for more stuff that you're excited to see. And it's such a it's a jumping off point for the rest of the series in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it's, the curse the, that is hanging over us that's huge. for a long time. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, and relationships that we're seeing, you know, continuing to to see more of what's going on with Willow and and Oz, seeing Mm -hmm. Cordelia and Xander and just like everyone deepening. And like, I mean, even Giles being the father figure, like making sure that Buffy doesn't get to miss, doesn't miss out on celebrating her 17th birthday. Like that's a very parental thing. So there's just, there's a lot packed into this episode. Um, The only 
other piece of trivia I have is related to that idea about Giles being the father figure. Apparently, there was a scene that was cut for time, but it's a dialogue between Giles and Jenny where Jenny is like, okay, listen, things are clearly heating up between Buffy and Angel. You know they are. And uh, Giles is like, no, they're friends. What do you mean? And Jenny's like, no, no, they're not. And Giles is like, yeah, but I don't want to overstep. I'm not her. I'm not her dad. And Jenny's like, mm, you are a role model and you need to talk talk about it. and we know that Jenny's doing it to keep them separated yeah. but it is a totally valid point and then I forget what Giles says but interesting. it is interesting those themes about him playing this kind of big their their relationship is more than Slayer Watcher yeah. like he is a total I don't know he cares about her I it's do nice. I do agree with the cutting of that scene though because there's been a lot of we've talked about it since literally since episode one um, a lot of show don't tell so a lot of how how Buffy feels towards Giles, the you know, the parental love that Giles has for for Buffy, it's a lot of seeing it develop, mm-hmm. um, and a lot mm-hmm. of small small ways and ways that people react to different information and stuff. So for a scene that explicit of like Jenny to come out and be like, "Look, you're a role model. You should talk to her about that." Is I think they were right to cut. I think that would have been out of a little jarring. A little jar, yeah, yeah. It would have been jarring for for the kind of information release that this show has gotten. Yeah, yeah. Well, good call, good, folks. Good call. I mean, they do say the movies are made in the editing room, so yeah. So next time, next time you're pissed about the flow of a movie, don't blame the actors, and maybe don't even blame the director. Go find the name of the editor and threaten him on Twitter. Oh. Okay, I'll encourage our followers to do that. <laughs> well, hey, you that know, you're usually person, sending the... you should threaten them. Yeah, I mean, they're usually <laughs> saying that that mean shit to, to the director and the actors, and it's like, well, at least if you're going to be mean to somebody, be mean to someone who maybe deserves it. Be mean to the right person. Yeah. Fair enough. Again, we're devolving. I, I'm not advocating for being mean to people. It just sounds like it, because that's I what am. I said. <laughs> no, be mean to people on the internet. Very mean. Or or just be str- – you know what? Don't be mean to people on the internet. If you're going to be mean to somebody, have have the gall to do it in person. Say it to their face. If I say anything else, it could get us banned <laughs> or something, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to let you wrap us up. <laughs> oh, and we don't even have the explanation of we've recorded two episodes. This is just us on a Monday we night. We talked some business before. It's been a it's been a long It's been a wild session. weekend. Uh so hi. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, I think it does. Thank you so much for joining us for this wild ride on today's episode. And we hope you'll join us next time. You better because it's gonna be a, another great one. We'll but we'll discuss season two, episode fourteen, Innocence. And if you're just too excited or horrified that we said to be mean to people <laughs> on the internet to wait until the next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. 
You can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at, at Tabula Rasa B Pod. And please consider leaving us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It'd be very helpful. I just think it's a little poor timing with our our own comments. Actually, telling don't. people to be, be be mean to people on the internet. Here's our internet information. Be, be mean, mean to, to anybody it. but us. If they deserve it. Yeah. If, they, if we need to be dragged, then go ahead and right. drag us. I don't think we've said yeah, anything. Yeah. I think we've, I think most of our stuff is fair. I think we are 100% blame free and no one should ever have anything against us. I think, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> I think they, yeah, I think we're pretty perfect. If somebody did want to be mean to you on the internet, Allie, where would they find you? <laughs> uh, I am at Jeff Bezos on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, Man. Uh, but if you want to be nice yeah y'all can bully him on the internet and you can quote me on that too yeah. elon musk too Fuck oh that yeah dude. yeah Keep yeah, going. yeah uh so if that yeah go be mean to them but if you'd like to be nice and shower somebody with love and affection you can find me at daughter pick d-a-u-g-h-t-e-r-p-i-c-k on instagram and twitter and you can find me on tiktok at future black cat uh spelled like it sounds and if you want to send me money, because life is expensive when you're not a famous actress yet. So you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Press, A-L-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-S. Or you can just go straight to Venmo, Alley-Press. Not famous yet is the operative word there. Correct. I can't wait for it. Um, all of the social media handles are going to be in the description. Ali, this has been a delight. <laughs> As always. I enjoy being weird with you. Back at you. I love you, and I love everyone out there listening. Make proud choices. See you next time. Make proud choices. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer, with music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.